we need women from all backgrounds, all sectors, all experiences, uh, and that when we gather all that, that we actually become uh, pertinent and we're always more intelligent when we when we're together. This is Female Business Angel Podcast, your go-to destination if you're a business angel or would like to get into angel investing and don't know where to start. Or if you just want to find out how we tick, we're Tina and Katja, both business angels from Berlin. Well, I'm a VC now. We will interview established female business angels about how they got started and how it is going, including all the best tips and tricks. So get ready for some insider stories and personal empowering moments and revelations with these incredible women. Welcome to this journey with us. Hello. Hello, Florence. So we are at Station F in Paris, attending Women in VC Europe, European Summit. It's the very first edition of this wonderful event to have female VCs, aspiring investors, investors, female founders, and ladies from the ecosystem all together sharing knowledge, network, and having fun. So, yeah, it's an honor to be recording our episode with you, with the French business angel. And I think you have an amazing background. So please introduce yourself and we dive into the discussion around business angeling. Thank you very much, Katja. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm very happy to be able to talk about that uh, thrilling activity of Business Angel. Uh, so I'm Florence Richardson and uh, I've been a Business Angel for quite a few years, 12, 13, 15, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, and most of my investment have gone uh, through a great network, which is a Femme Business Angel, which I joined a few years ago. So I'll be very happy to talk about it. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, tell us more about your journey. So I think it's absolutely fascinating. You started engineering, you had an MBA in uh, management and in business. You co-founded a company yourself and then, so you joined Farm Business Angels in 2009, but the organization exists for 20 years, mm -hmm. for more than 20 years, which I think is fascinating. So myself, I just got into business angeling less than four years ago. I've been aware of it like for maybe, I don't know, seven years. And we started this podcast because we could not find resources on it. And we, so we just didn't know like what to read, what to listen to, especially if you want to become female business angel in Europe and just <laughs> how to get involved. And you've been in this for 14 years. Yeah, yep. yeah 14 years. It doesn't make me younger. Yeah, um, no, it's, uh, I think it's incredible. How did it start? So maybe just a little word on my background. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I have an engineering background as well as business. And I started very uh, a very common path. I went uh, to work for a big bank uh, where I stayed 14 years, mostly in the operation, commercial operations. Um, 
and I ended my career at the bank in the strategy division of the bank. It was early 2000 years and I was looking at uh, what the impact of internet and e-business had on our uh, business model uh, in the bank. And so this opened my mind to new business models and new technologies. Uh, and I decided I wanted to look for something else and do something else. Uh, so I left the bank and I started my own, I co-founded my own company uh, in commer commercial outsourcing and uh, uh, Salesforce outsourcing and, and consulting. Uh, I developed it for quite a few years, um, a bit less than 10 years. And after these 10 years, I sold my shares. I got out, I got out of my uh, business. At that time, uh, we didn't talk about startups and female entrepreneurs and just things just like business. that. It was just business, just started a company. Uh, so I, I got out and I, I had a little bit of money. I had time at that stage. I didn't really want to go back to uh, regular work, as I called it, or started something else. Back to the bank. Back to back the bank to, or back, back to, to the or, or start another company. I, you know, I was, I was 45. I had raised three kids, worked a lot, and I felt like I needed a little bit of time. And with that time and that money I had, I felt like I didn't want to invest my money just you know, in a regular fund or in, my, in the bank. And I thought, what can I do to actually use this money I have, but also that this money is being, it will be useful. Uh, and that's where I started to think about investing in companies, in, uh, in, in companies. And it was also a way for me to keep on doing what I've been doing, what I had been doing for 10 years, which was being an entrepreneur. Uh, so I started to look... I actually did my first angel investing without knowing it was an angel investing a few years ago uh, before that. Uh, and I had invested in one of my friend's company. Uh, well, needless to say, it wasn't a great success because I just put some money in this company without really looking at the business or anything. So when I decided to do that uh, more and uh, uh, looking more deeply into it, uh, I wanted a more structured approach. And so I looked into, and that was in 2009, I think, into what I could do uh, and how I could do it. And I uh, discovered the world and the world business angels, which I didn't know before. Um, and then I discovered the business angel networks. I kind of did my research. I visited a few business angel networks. Uh, to be honest, in 2008 or 2009, I was not very impressed by the networks. They were very male, um, retired male-oriented networks, and I just didn't feel very good about it. And then I discovered uh, that uh, business angel network called Fam Business Angel, uh, just women. And I wasn't at all used at being just with women. I had been more in the male environment, but there was a very different approach. I liked it, and I... I joined the, the, the network and I've been there since then. So I, I really enjoyed it. And it, taking a step back, how was it for you as an entrepreneur? Did you, were you in touch with business angels or individual private investors? Did you raise money at all? Or when you started your company, did you just bootstrap it? So it sounds like you... Because many founders, they discover business angels on the founding journey and then they become business angels themselves. So how was it back in the days? Uh, it's true, but that's not what I did. 
We did bootstrap and our business model didn't really need to raise money. Or at that time, I don't think it was so common and, you know, we were not talking about it uh, that much. So, no, I didn't uh, raise money. It was my money and my co-founder money. And we actually uh, uh, were uh, profitable very soon and we developed the company on, uh, on our own funds. So I didn't have this experience of being an investor, uh, of having investors in my own company. So I... When I became a business angel, it was not something I had seen from the other side. So, uh, so I really decided uh, to invest to have this more structured approach. And this is what I found uh, at Fam Business Angel. Maybe a, a few words on, on the network. Yes. Uh, so this is a network which was created in 2003. Uh, so quite a long time ago, uh, one of the first ones in, in France, uh, starting from the, uh, from the fact that there was very few women business angels in our ecosystem by, by then, which is still the case. So just to uh, give you some figures, uh, today we have 10 to 12% of women within the business angel ecosystem which is a real problem. So this network was founded uh, then, uh, developed quite a lot. Right now, we are 170 uh, active investors, uh, female active investors. We do invest in all kinds of sectors. We, we are agnostics in terms, of, in terms of sectors. Uh, Pre-seed and seed investment. And, uh, and what's really interesting is that our 170 members, they're all professionals, or most of them are professionals, or have been professionals, and or in between professions, uh, but they come from all sectors. They are not uh, fine. I mean, uh, people working in finance or in investment, and that's what's really interesting is to have all these kinds of backgrounds because that's what we need. We need from women from all backgrounds, all sectors, all experiences, uh, and that's when we gather all that that we actually become uh, pertinent and we're always more intelligent when we. Well, we talk together and just yeah, being we alone. have to crowdsource the wisdom and exactly, network and do exactly. So, so this is the the network, uh, and one key point is that we do invest in companies that are either led by uh, men or mixed or female entrepreneurs. So we are female, but we invest in all kind of uh, all sorts of companies. So, um, so this is uh, this this network and. The reason I joined it, uh, or what I found there, is as a, as a business angel, or as a business angel uh, to be, um, I didn't really know how it worked. I Frankly, I hired the other side as an entrepreneur, but not working with investors. Uh, I worked in a different environment before, so I had no idea what I was getting into. And that was very useful to actually... Uh, have some uh, education, some uh, for, you know uh, seminars to how do you become and what do you expect when you are a, a business angel. So that's what we do at Fan Business Angel, and I think it's very interesting to actually uh, have people uh, on board, uh, uh, give them some training, and give them and some training exactly steps to follow because that's. One of the key issues with women is sometimes we're very reluctant to start something where we don't know exactly everything about it. So we try to give some pretty full training uh, on 
all aspects of what it means to be a business angel. How do you do a, a due diligence? How do you do look at a project? What's the IP important stuff? Uh, what's the shareholders agreement? Uh, how do you manage the governance of a started of a startup? Uh, how do you? What are the key points when you talk about valuation? Um, all these. Uh, items we actually overview them and and that's very important actually to onboard our, our business engine and that helped me a lot I think yeah it can be scary especially like legal documents and all the jargon like exactly around it's like, it can Whoa. be very frightening to start with but it actually when you go into it it's okay and what's important is that we do have a community of experienced business angel like me but a lot of them and we, we work together And, you know, when you start and you don't know, well, then we do teams where we actually uh, help the new business angel and uh, uh, and it works well. It so works what's well. the requirement to join the organization? Uh, we, I think it's very important when we have uh, investors in front of entrepreneurs that they feel like they have real investors in front of them. We don't want anybody to lose time, to waste time. We know that the time of an entrepreneur is, is very important. Uh, so the requirement is that when you join the, the network, you will invest at least 20,000K for the next two or three years and then uh, keep investing so, some money. Okay, and that you bring some expertise also to the Exactly, table. that you bring some time and expertise. Uh, but and yeah. uh, you mentioned statistics, so between 10 and 12% of active business angels in France are female. So mm -hmm. we learned today that in the UK it's 14. So okay. yeah, we're like sifted panels, while well, UK is a bit more like it had. In Germany it's 11, very sad. Um, so how did this uh, statistic change over the years? Um, so you've been angel investing for almost 14 years. How was it? Was it like one digit point when you started? And so is it an upward trend? Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, we are uh, still far from where we want to be. Um, and uh, statistics are still not very good for uh, our global uh, ecosystem in, some, in terms of mixity. Uh Uh, maybe I, I want to come back to uh, my own experience. Uh, I, I joined Fan Business Angel because I wanted to invest and I wanted some uh, help and some support and some deal flow, which is what you find uh, very important deal flow. We get more than a thousand uh, projects every year in our, uh, in our network. Uh, that's what I wanted to find. And I found it and I did quite a few investments. Uh, I did uh, more than 30 investments over the last, over the 10, uh, 10 years period. I invest about uh, two to three, I do two to three investments every year. Uh, and That's I've been doing place, that. Yeah. And I've been doing that for the last 10 years. So that was my major goal. Uh, but The, the second, my second goal, and that's where I shifted from being a business angel member of a fan business angel to being a very active member of fan business angel. And I am the president of the, uh, of the network. Uh, I've been the, the, the president for quite a few years is that I realized that we do need more women. I mean, uh, we do need more women in that very still male ecosystem and for many reasons we do need more women because it's absolutely a thrilling activity and it's a shame that there's no more women there's not more women in that activity 
uh, we do need more women because uh, we need their expertise and startups need their expertise. Uh, we've got more and more startups coming to see us uh, because even when they are a, a very uh, male team, they want to diversify their tap cable and their governance and they come to us and they say, okay, we don't have a mixed team, but we would love to have you on, uh, on board with us because we need uh, you know the, yeah, the, the diversity, fact, uh, the, the diversity with oh. our with our startup. So we need more women, and we've conducted uh, studies to understand why uh, it's only ten percent or twelve or whatever you know, yeah. wherever, whichever less, country you're less than fifteen, less than fifteen percent, and it doesn't evolve that much. I mean, maybe. If, maybe with a few percent less in 20 years ago. But it's I can't say there's a huge difference uh, between uh, two year, 20 years ago and now. But there's one difference that I, I can uh, really mention is that in our network, uh, we, always, we uh, have always been younger in that uh, general networks, uh, business angel networks. And that's becoming truer and truer. Uh, we've got uh, quite a few new members uh, joined, who joined the network over the last uh, two, two, two to five years. And what I really love to see is that they're young. Uh, and when I mean they're young, we've got members that are less than 30 years old or 35 or 40. And that we didn't have that before. So that's a, that's a really big difference between what we had before and what we have today which makes us a pretty young network in uh, uh, in terms of business angel, but which also gives us the opportunity to have experience uh, from women that are more hands-on in the digital world or, or things that maybe we are not as much when, you know, we are 50 or 55. So that's a, that's a major difference. Uh, so the number of business angel evolved a bit, but not that much. But the characteristic, the profile did evolve, and that's a good sign. So the younger generations are coming in and then so, but that's good. They have the tech know-how maybe, but at the end of the day, you build businesses with people. So if you are a more experienced business angel, you have the life wisdom on how to make like, teams work together and how to solve certain like, conflicts and issues. So I guess that's a good win-win. And uh, so, you know, you've also founded, a, co-founded a VC company called Win Equity, One yes. year ago, tell us more about that. Um, so my first motivation is to invest. My second motivation as a president of Fine Business Angel is to draw and to attract more women to be business angel because I think it's really important. And my third motivation is actually to finance more women entrepreneurs. And I've really, we have really uh, realized that... Uh, There is, we have a problem of uh, funding female entrepreneurs because not only we don't have enough female entrepreneurs because the environment, especially in the tech uh, sector, it, that's changing, but that's still uh, too, way too low in terms of number of female entrepreneurs. But not only we don't have enough, uh, we have uh, female entrepreneurs have, who have actually more difficulties to raise funds uh, than anybody else. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that these different figures uh, today during uh, during the event. Uh, but if I look at the figures in France, uh, about 11% of the funds are going to mixed teams or female team, only 1% to female-only uh, founders. So really, it's just outra uh, outraging to see these numbers. 
And what I've realized is, or what I've realized over the past few years is when you put women entrepreneurs in front of women uh, investors, it changes uh, the, the dimension. Uh, for example, as I said, in Femme Business Angel, we do invest in all kinds of companies, uh, whether, and it's not a criteria. But uh, we have, uh, right now, in 2021 and, and in 2022, uh, we have a, a ratio of 50% of our investment directed to female entrepreneurs. So, of course, we do... happens organically. Uh, yeah, of, of course, we do attract more female entrepreneurs because they think that they will maybe have a, a better ear to, to their project or, or they have projects that talk to women more than they would talk to men. But uh, but having that, having put some investors, female investors in front of female entrepreneurs, really helps uh, to actually uh, fund their, 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 their companies. Yeah. So my third motivation was female entrepreneur and how to finance more female entrepreneurs. But beyond that, uh, there's a key issue. Mixity is just a driver of performance, for performance. Um, there are very... Uh, I mean, serious studies actually show that, and that's a very good point because we need some figures and tangibility to show that. But because uh, mixity is a driver of performance, uh, why why not invest in mixed teams? So that's our um, thesis in uh, with Win Equity, and we decided last year to fund that to create this uh, fund. Would, uh, whose thesis to, is to invest in uh, companies with at least one female founder. And we launched that uh, last year. Uh, we have hundred uh, about 100 LPs or, or, or shareholders that actually believe in you know, yeah, our thesis. And we are very happy to invest in the startup companies, seed or pre-seed. Uh, with a capacity to follow up for the next uh, series. And we've done uh, three investments up uh, to now over the first six months of, um, of the year. Uh, and it shows that uh, uh, we've got the deal flow. You so know, I was we, going we, to ask, was it difficult to source the deals? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Actually, we've got a great deal flow. So, uh, you know, when you want to look, you've got the you've got the, the deal flow, and we've got three three great investments. I can talk about it. The, the first one is in a prop tech, so in very different fields. So the first one is in a, is a prop tech. It's a, it's called a company called Citoe. Uh, and it actually uh, helps the um, uh, the managers of the prop of properties to um, uh, make, develop their budget and uh, anticipate the way the the, the properties will uh, evolve in the time. So it's really oriented with the impact uh, of having a, a better management of the properties and environmental uh, issues of the properties. Uh, so that was our first investment. That was very good. The second investment is uh, MedTech. Uh, it's uh, it's called Illshape, and they do uh, uh, bioprothesis to replace for for women that have been uh, that had a mastectomy. But it's a totally uh, 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 very new process, and it's uh, it's an amazing team as well, and it's led by a woman. And uh, last but least, 
but not least is uh, Outmind and it's also a mixed team uh, but a great founder, a women founder and uh, they do an internal, internal search uh, system. So very different kind of projects yeah, very and very, uh, very thrilling teams and we're really, uh, really happy to uh, actually invest in these teams. And uh, yeah, no, that's great, mm -hmm. I think. Um, maybe I would love to... Like since we have like eight minutes left, I would since we have an audience here, I would love to make this a bit more interactive. So I will ask um, like two more questions. Um, one, which is a typical deep question we always ask in this podcast, but maybe if you ladies want to ask Florence something and then to be on the podcast recorded, we will put this episode up on Spotify a couple of weeks later. That's your chance. To think about the question. Come closer and you'll have to speak into my mic because it's been recorded. So, yeah, think about it and uh, just approach us. Would be cool. Uh, maybe what, before there are some uh, questions, uh, maybe some, some uh, um, you know, ideas about what, it is, uh, what I've learned as a business angel over the last uh, 14 years. Uh, first of all, I think it's really important to have a kind of a portfolio, uh, to build a portfolio. As I said, I invested in 30 companies and it's over the years, so it's not just in one, uh, one, uh, one year. And uh, it, it's risky. I mean, you, you have to be honest. It's, 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 not, uh, it's not easy to start up and to develop not, a company. It's not always the best asset class. Uh, it, a bit of luck is it, involved there. There's a bit of yeah. luck, but, you know, with experience, I think you put luck aside and you actually yeah. get a little bit more focused on what, are, what is important. So it's very risky. It's very rewarding. I, at the same time, it's rewarding in terms of uh, intellectually because it's eye-opening on new technologies, on the future, on what you know, what our world will be together. It's very energetic. You've got people from everywhere, and you know, women, young women, young men, older women, older men, and that's great. Um, and so, I found it that I found it that it was really thrilling to be in that environment and at the same time risky. So this is why I think building a portfolio is, uh, is, uh, is really important. The second thing is I think it's very important and it's, we always say team, team, team is, is, you know, is number one key. That's what people say, but that's what you have to look at. It's true. The team is really the key issue of uh, when you bet in on a startup, you can believe in. You have to believe that there is a potential market. You have to believe that the, to believe that the, the product or the offer makes sense. You have to understand what you're doing. You don't have to understand the technology, but you have to understand what the project is about. is about. Yeah. You know, I'm very agnostic of everything. I, I'm a former banker and then I was doing uh, uh, and I was more in the commercial uh, sales so I don't have any sector of activities that I know very well but uh, I'm interested by all sectors and it really is eye-opening and it's very interesting so it is interesting but it is risky and the team is not the number one key and when it works it works because the team is great and when it doesn't work it usually works because there's a problem with the team or one member of the team and that's difficult to for that. It's very difficult. It's a great human experience to be a business angel, but it's also difficult. Sometimes you've got weak signals and you've got to look at them because 
uh, it's not just the investment and putting the money, it's also being there afterwards. And it's actually the most interesting part. It's being there with the founders being on the board uh, uh, and and you've got to be there for them. You've got to support them. You've got to challenge them. Uh, you never decide, but you you have the the challenging and the support part. But at the same time, you have to look at the weak signals and you have to be quick because when it doesn't work or something's wrong, if you don't help changing it soon, I mean sooner rather than later, uh, the the life cycle of a startup is very quick and it can go bad really quickly or it can go well very quickly so that's a very important yeah. position to have as well as a, as a business angel when you're on the board yeah i think it's a tricky one because some business angels they are they are there if the founder needs them because they don't want to annoy and to you know to be like too present so i think it's a tricky balance to know okay when to like intervene and act and when just to you know like yeah, it's true. It's a position not... to find and that's important as well. And that the, the keys of governance are important and the positioning of the business angel is very important. Uh, there are some good business angels, there are some less good business angels and it's important that for an entrepreneur to feel that the relationship will be um, a I good try. one uh, uh, because, and that's one of the questions as well we we have to ask ourselves before we invest is, Will we be able to actually get along well with the, do we trust the team and how will the relationship be? And, you know, it goes both ways. Yeah, like are we on the same frequency? Yeah, Can yeah. Can we work together? So any questions? Yes. Let's head over to the audience. You have to come here. Go ahead. Andrea, I'm Andrea from uh, Women Invest in Tech Angels Club. Uh, so we made like uh, fun business angels, but for Romanian women. And we are very at uh, the very beginning. So what would be your some pieces of advice you, you, you'd be able to share with us? Uh, since our community of uh, fun business angels is very recent compared to the one you have, uh, you, you, manage, you manage. Okay, so you're starting uh, yeah, a community. Started, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I think it's uh, it's very important to onboard your community by what we say, you know, the training, and so people can actually feel uh, comfortable with the idea of investing. Uh, that's uh, so the training is important, and then it's important as well to have more experienced business angel working with less experienced business angel. If you have some experienced business angel, to make them, you know, look into uh, uh, the project together. Uh, another thing is, I think, is important not to rush. Uh, it's important to see project, to study project, and to feel that you you don't rush into the, the, the project immediately. You have to be, you know, you have to look at different projects and feel feel good about it. Um, but you know, it's a community. Uh, trust between the members is very important. Uh, it's it's like when one when one or two or three investors are actually convinced with a project, then you embark the other ones. And it's important to have that kind of trust between them so that if you feel that two experienced business angels look at a project, deep, deep into a project, uh, go deep into a project and they're convinced, then they'll embark the rest, uh, the rest of the community. The density of network mm. maybe as well, no? Network is very yeah. important. Okay, let's go ahead with the second question. 
Hi, uh, my name is Sarah. I'm from Companist and we have already, um, already an existing business angel club, but for sure with a lot of men. And uh, now we would really love to um, have more women there. So how can we get more diverse? What should we do? What are the steps? That's a, that's a good question. I think a lot of uh, business angel clubs in France are wondering, are asking the same question because they're They don't have any women. They're all with our network. So <laughs> um, I, I think for men, uh, for, for, for a network, uh, they need to be onboarding women as well. Uh, sometimes it can be quite intimidating to be uh, just a few women within a large number of men. So I think it's probably, uh, it's probably for the men to be there and to actually feel like they want to attract more women because they think that mixity is a good idea and is a, is a, is really a, something that will help and will give value added, value to everybody, the entrepreneur, but also the whole club. Uh, but I don't have the magic recipe for that. <laughs> yeah, maybe start with the diversity of the founding team. Well, tonight there will be closing drinks for this event and I heard that male allies are invited. So let's see if it's 50-50 or if they are in the minority, if they feel intimidated with us or not, like with all this like female gathering here, but in a good sense, of course. Yeah, and uh, last question, uh, Daria from the Venturing Women podcast. <laughs> Hi, yes, I am a fellow podcaster and uh, on my podcast, my podcast is for female founders or aspiring female founders, hence this question, Florence. What did you learn from founders that allowed you to become a better business angel? And I'm not talking necessarily about the industry insights that you collect, I'm talking more about soft skills. Uh, I don't know whether we're better business angel or, or you know, I think... Uh, uh, A good business angel is a business angel who listens, uh, uh, challenges, uh, doesn't think he knows everything, on the contrary. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm very considerate of the entrepreneur I'm, I work with. Uh, I want some trust between uh, them and me. And that's, that's the key issue to do at first because what happens is when, before you invest, You're in a kind of a seduction from the entrepreneur towards the investors. Uh, but once you've invested, uh, he put that aside and you're in a, a joint the relationship. The, the, romance, no, the romance is not over, but at least you are, in, uh, you are partners. You are partners and you know that the road is going to be hilly. So uh, you need trust. So what's important is to, to make sure that the entrepreneur understands really quickly that As soon as, uh, as the trust and the, and the openship he has with his, his investors is important because you want to be able to react, to challenge him with the right data. If you don't have the data, if you don't know what's going on, uh, you can't be uh, efficient. So it's really a question of transparency and a question of respect between the two. That's very important. And once you, once you have that, uh, well, then, you know, you've got the keys to actually try to make things change, uh, move on and, 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 be, and try to be efficient. Uh, so trust and, uh, trust and transparency, I think, is very, very important. Human factors again. Yeah. Um, yeah, and maybe thank you so much for the questions and for the participations. And maybe I'd like to close this up. The last question we always ask our guests, and that's a deep one. If you could change just one thing in our world, what would it be? 
could have like a magic stick? And uh, that's a very tricky question because today there's so many things I would like to change in that world. <laughs> uh, that's a difficult question to answer. Um, I think for me, uh, I've I guess because I've got an engineering background and I did an engineering school so many years ago, uh, and we were ten percent of women in that engineering school. Uh, it's like in the investment community, there's not enough women in science, like, uh, not women, women not 10 enough women in tech. Like following you. <laughs> and that if I could change something, I would love that there would be more women in tech, in science, in engineering school, because the world today is based on AI, is based on data, is based on, you know, science, and we need to be there. I mean, we need to be there in investment, we need to be there in supporting entrepreneurs, but we also need to be there in science. And I would love to see more women interested in going into scientific studies. But to finish on a very optimistic uh, or more optimistic uh, point of view, I think we actually women have a head start now because what I've seen over the last few years, and that's a key point as well, is that we actually finance a lot of projects with impact and investors, women investors, are very interested by impact uh, investing and by the, the meaning of their investment. Uh, women are more, in, entrepreneurs are more into uh, companies that have meaning and that have impact. And so that's where we actually can, you know, be, be there and invest in great uh, companies which will change the world of tomorrow. Yeah, that's a great closing. Thank you so much. Applause for, to Florence. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. Merci. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.